1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council here with you, talking Carolina Panthers. Right now in off-season mode on Locked On Panthers, so you're gonna get episodes three times a week and possibly bonus episodes of anything crazy happens in terms of news at the Carolina Panthers. But right now, as mandatory mini camp is wrapping up on Thursday, we're going to hope that there's no crazy news. I know you guys might want more shows and I'll certainly try and get you more if something comes up, but hopefully nothing does because that would mean bad news as these guys are about to take a six week hiatus before reporting to camp on July 27th in Spartanburg, South Carolina on the campus of Wofford College. So hopefully nothing crazy happens. But I'm here to still give you guys your content. Remember, every Friday. So go ahead and right now, follow me on Twitter, at JulianCouncil every Friday. I'm going to answer your questions that you send to me via Twitter for our weekly Friday mailbag throughout the offseason here on Locked on Panthers. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify as well, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and pretty much wherever you get your podcast from as I'm going to be talking Carolina Panthers with the ES three times a week. So I want to make sure that you are subscribed to it. So it's right there, downloaded to your phone every morning a new episode comes up. Today we're going to talk about mandatory minicamp, my takeaways from what happened this week with the Panthers. Also, there is going to be the ongoing discussion with the COVID-19 pandemic and the, uh, I guess the inaction of some players... So to say, um, when it comes to getting the vaccine and not getting a vaccine and then this whole personal choice and giving it private and all that kind of stuff, when in the end of the day, we're going to know who's vaccinated and who's not, based off of the protocols that the NFL placed down today. And some guys in the Carolina Panthers refused to answer today, and Matt Rule had some thoughts on it, so you already know how I feel. I talked about it last week. I will apparently have to talk about it again, as this will continue to be a part of the news cycle, but hopefully moving forward especially by the time we get to training camp, we're not going to talk about it because we're going to know um, which guys are selfish and which guys actually care about their teammates and society as a whole. But first off, let's go ahead and talk about football before we get into all that kind of stuff that's going to annoy me and possibly annoy you if you're all about personal choice. Mandatory minicamp going on, um, concluding at least on Thursday. One of the big questions going into it, if it was really ever a question, it is always kind of a non-story, but it was something to talk about considering there's not a lot of newsworthy things happening this time of the year with the Carolina Panthers and across the NFL. Well, I guess there is across the NFL, but with the Panthers, nothing. But Robbie Anderson, he was not there for the three weeks prior of for OTAs, but he did show up on Tuesday as expected. Matt Rule said he had no reason to expect him not to show up, Sam Darnold. And DJ Moore vouched Robbie saying, yeah, he'll be here. And, well, he did show up. Robbie Anderson back with the Carolina Panthers. And he kind of answered to why he didn't show up, saying, yeah, the season is what the real, real goal is. Um, you know, he's right now entering the last year of his two-year $20 million contract. He said, I feel like my presence when I'm here is felt. I was working. It's not like I was sitting around doing nothing or, like, doing a whole bunch of this and that, so, which I've told y'all. Like, Robbie's probably working out doing what he's got to do. He just didn't, you know, feel like, coming over from Miami, I guess that's where he lives, from what we saw in Panthers Confidential, to up to Charlotte to do a bunch of voluntary team workouts. And again, the NFLPA did encourage players not to go to the facility during this kind of stuff, which some players didn't, which led to some issues out in Denver. But here in Carolina, that was not the case as a majority – of the team, 88 out of 90 were there for OTAs. Um, Robbie Anderson being the exception. I think the Daquan Jones also was unavailable for at least one of those days. Robbie Anderson was the one guy, the one complete holdout, but he's now back and things are good. And Robbie's got that bubbly personality. He's excited to be here. He's excited to have Sam Darnold, his quarterback, back with the New York Jets on the roster. And he sees a different energy about Sam. And I actually like this quote. He said, When I walked in the building, I see like a new energy out of him, like a glowing charisma that I didn't really see in New York. You know, when a person, when you can see a glow in them, their energy, their aura. <laughs> what? I could kind of view that when I walked in the building just being around him. Rob right? Anderson sees a brand new Sam Darnold, and Sam Darnold said as much in his introductory press conference Zoom call with the media when he came here to Carolina and they traded for him uh, those three picks in next year's draft uh, for Sam Darnold and he just talked about how here in Charlotte it kind of was a, a more of a vibe of what he was used to and he said that even in the weeks um the last couple weeks and he was asked about it again on Wednesday afternoon just being here in Charlotte how it's more laid back for him and this is definitely a vibe that suits him more so than dealing with the New York media that's very aggressive and the tabloids and the cotton scrutiny for playing for one of those New York teams. That's just not what Sam Darnold could handle, even though he did come from Southern California, a school that wins national championships and has had players like Marcus Allen and O.J. Simpson and Reggie Bush who had to get back his Heisman, win the Heisman Trophy, and be a part of national championship winning teams. So there's a lot of pressure out there at USC. But I guess the California vibe in L.A. is a little bit different, obviously, than the New York vibe up in the Northeast. Rob Anderson also said, I'm not going to make... No prediction in terms of the season or anything like that, but it's just different when just comparing Sam Darnold to here and the system. He also said, I think the New York system was a little more complex and had a lot of nuances and was more difficult for everybody. Not just him, just all in all. I think the system's a little more graspable. Here, if that's a word, in Carolina. So, Robbie, back here, excited to be working with Sam Darnold. Also news, J.C. Horn, who was a little bit, he was unavailable for two days last week during OTAs, and I actually was going to mention this. I felt like maybe, considering he hadn't signed his deal yet, that maybe he was holding out for a period of time, and actually that was the case his agent is uh, David Mugaletta, who also is the agent, if I pronounce his last name correctly, he's also the agent um, for Dwayne Haskins, who came to Carolina to work out for a little bit, did not obviously receive a deal. He's also, more notably, the agent for Deshaun Watson who is holding out currently the Houston Texans. As he has his legal issues, he also has asked the team to trade trade him, and they have obviously not done that. And Carolina is one of the locations that I think a lot of people, myself especially, would love to see if that does happen. J.C. Horn signed a four-year deal worth $21.1 million, including a $12.7 million signing bonus. He is a very, very rich man now. So good for J.C. and good for the Carolina Panthers to get this deal um, taken care of. And he he didn't really have much to say other than just like, yeah. I mean, I I held out. My agent told me to. I'm back here, ready to play, which is good. Like We got it solved. Also, Taylor Moten, he's present, and he's a guy who's gotten some money, and he didn't have any thoughts on holding out. He was asked about it, saying, I'm here in the building right now. Right now, I don't see a reason why not to be. The whole contract situation is something I talked to my agent. For now, I'm just focused on being the best football player I can be. And Taylor Moten doesn't strike me as a guy who'd hold out. He's getting, what? $15 million this year or thereabouts. I forget the number um, specifically. But, yeah, he's getting a ton of money on a franchise tag. He deserves to get paid. And eventually, he will get paid. I'm just curious to see when it will happen. Will it be before? I mean, because we're about a month away from that deadline, July 15th, for him to get paid. That extension on the franchise tag or will he go to another team? And there's also a guy maybe waiting in the wings that could be the replacement potentially who's working at his position this week during mandatory minicamp that maybe might be the backup plan for the Carolina Panthers. I'm excited to see Terrell Moton here. Lord knows that this team needs him out at right tackle. He's one of the leaders on this young football team, the youngest football team in the NFL and him him being present is obviously key. So those are some takeaways from Tuesday's minicamp. I'm uh, gonna take a quick pause and come back and talk about some of the takeaways that we saw from Wednesday's minicamp. With the Carolina Panthers. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With every increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers of access to RockAuto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 to 50, even 100% more for the same parts from or retail stores or car dealerships rock auto prices are reliably low for every customer go explore their easy to use website to find a solution for your auto part needs go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box and then we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com Panthers are back at it for mandatory minicamp again on Wednesday afternoon. And there's some positional interest on the offensive line. Matt Rule apparently said that he currently, if we're looking at things in this conversation I've had, you guys know how I feel about the left tackle situation here in Carolina. It's a problem, in my opinion. And I think a lot of people out there, uh, they also view that the Panthers did not address it In the draft, they might have drafted Brady Christensen, who was an All-American at left tackle at BYU for playing and helping protect Zach Wilson this past fall against really poor competition, but still. Three-year starter, solid player, has second-round grade by the team as a guard, third-round grade as a tackle, which is the round that they took him in. Maybe there's a thought he could be the left tackle of the future, and that could still very well be true. But right now, that's not the case. As Matt Rule has said that he believes that Cam Irving We'll be sliding at left tackle. Cam Irving, when he was asked about it, said, nothing's given. Everybody on this team is competing for everything, but left tackle is where they told me I'm going to play. Just looking forward to getting out there and actually competing. He said, also, my whole career I've been kind of labeled as a jack of all trades, and that goes back to the positional flexibility that the Carolina Panthers seem to value more over having just a guy who's just a stud at that position. He said, now I'm getting the opportunity to go out there and play a position I feel like I can excel at, which... If we're being honest, and you're looking at how he's played in Cleveland and Kansas City and Dallas, he has not excelled at left tackle. He has not been good at all. And we had this conversation last week. For the Carolina Panthers to open up free agency and prioritize the offensive line, which I thought was smart to do, just the signings left a lot to be desired... When you're going out there and signing Pat Ulflein, who I imagine because of the contract, that's what I've been saying, especially with Cam Irving as well, because of the contract, is who I think will probably start the season, at least in going into training camp, he's going to have every opportunity to be the starting left guard. And he's had those opportunities in Minnesota and the last year with the Jets where he wasn't great in either situation. And here in Carolina, he's supposed to be potentially the answer and then maybe the center of the future after Matt Paradis leaves after the season. I don't understand why the Panthers prioritize him. I still don't understand why they prioritize Cam Irving. I get the positional flexibility, but man, like, are they even good at a single position? Are they even a starter level in the NFL on a good offensive line? And the answer so far has been no. So I don't understand at all. How this team is expecting to go out here and to compete and improve when this is their left tackle situation once again. Now, on the right side, things seem to be fine, obviously, with Taylor Moten, who's happy to be playing. He's happy to be playing on a franchise tag and all that kind of stuff, and he's going to let his agent figure out all the money stuff, and he's not going to be holding out, at least for now. But if something goes down wrong with him, who's going to take over? Brady Christensen apparently has been working out on the right side. That's where... Matt Rule and his staff currently likes him. And we'll also throw in Pat Myers, who's the offensive line coach. That's where they like Brady Christensen at, playing on the right side, whether it's right guard or it's right tackle, and backing up Taylor Moten. And that's kind of led me to also think, say Moten ends up not re-signing with the Panthers. is then Brady Christensen thought to be that right tackle of the future? We can even kind of say that. kind of sounds ridiculous saying right tackle the future. But still... Could he be the answer? Could he be the backup plan? I've already said how I believe that Terrace Marshall, who he's still dealing with a knee injury, how he could be the backup plan for the Panthers in terms of Robbie Anderson doesn't resign here, which I think just probably be Robbie Anderson's last year as the Panthers have other things to prioritize. Mainly Taylor Moten. You could also look at Dante Jackson going into contract here, especially if he has a breakout year. Like I think he has the potential to do playing alongside A.J. Boye and opposite of J.C. Horn. Could Brady Christensen be that backup if they don't sign Taylor Bowden? It would leave them in a terrible situation on the offensive line as Paradis is going to leave. John Miller, who I think is probably going to start again at right guard. Likely he's gone. And then you have Irving and line. Greg Little's is probably not on the roster anymore. Dennis Daly, where does he fit in? It's going to continue to be an issue. It's extremely frustrating to watch Scott Fitterer and Matt Rule in this organization, and I, for all the good that they did this offseason, especially defensively, and the signings that they had that I really liked, and how they maneuvered the draft, and they set out a plan, and they actually did it. It just sucks to see that they refuse, like honestly, they like, outright refuse to kit like an actual proper left tackle, someone who's good at football playing left tackle. Like Cameron, yes, obviously good at football. He wouldn't be in the NFL if he wasn't. But in terms of the NFL, comparatively speaking, not very good at left tackle. Not really very good at any of the positions on the offensive line. But the Carolina Panthers, for whatever reason, prioritized him and Powell line And, well, when we get into the season and Sam Darnold isn't having time to throw the football and his offense is struggling once again, well, we can look back at the head honcho, Matt Rule, and a new GM, Scott Fitterer, for not Trying to fix it, or at least not fixing a situation that potentially could have been fixed with literally other talent out there than the guys that they have in town. And you can also look at the quarterback position. Apparently, Sam Darnold, he, had, he was at he had an up-and-down May camp. And I'm not going to make too much out of this. It's it's June if we get to Spartanburg and it's August and he's still overthrowing guys and balls are being tipped, and Matt Rule even said that, look, the offensive line can't go out there and block these guys. They can't really pull down, which would be holding They can't pull down defensive linemen and all that kind of stuff. They can't be as physical as they would be in pads and in an actual game situation. So he didn't really make too much out of uh, Sam Darnold. You know the over, the tip passes at least. Now the overthrows that's kind of on Darnold, and we've talked about it. His accuracy he's he's the least one of the least accurate quarterbacks in the NFL. Last year, Teddy Bridgewater, who who y'all hate, um, was super accurate. And I listened for years. People complaining about Cam Newton not being accurate. And at least Cam Newton was an MVP, and he brought another facet to the game with his legs and a big playability with the deep ball. Which, I mean, Bridgewater did not really have and Darnold doesn't really have at that level. Which, of course, that's why Cam Newton was a Heisman Trophy winner. And um, an MVP and dragged Britton Burson and uh, Ted Ginn, Philly Brown, Devin Funches, and Jericho Cotri to the number one offense in the freaking Super Bowl. The dude's Unreal. Don't see Sam Darnold ever doing that. Even now, he has great talent around him, talent that I wish Cam Newton would have had when he was here in Charlotte. That Can you imagine what Cam could have done with these guys around him? Seriously? Now Sam Darnold has him, and obviously the hope is that he's going to look better. But right now, from what I've read, the reports is a little up and down. And Matt Rule, he's not going to make too much about it. He just talked about all the things that they put on the quarterbacks over the last couple of weeks during OTAs and mandatory minicamp, which is important as they're trying to learn the offense and develop, and it's really about development for Sam Donald and getting him comfortable as he goes off the next six weeks and works out on his own. Then by the time he comes to Spartanburg, hopefully he's ready to go and looks like, you know, the franchise quarterback that they think they traded for. I don't think they have a franchise quarterback, but that's their plan. Matt Rules said, we have purposely taken the approach of developing Sam and all of our quarterbacks this spring as a drop back passer and put a lot on them. More than most teams would probably do with a quarterback, more than probably the coaches are comfortable with. But for me, it's about just putting so much on those guys, not giving them a bunch of easy plays where they can go out and feel confident and look good. Our defense is giving us a lot of different looks. I want to stretch those guys and see what they do well, and then we can be more targeted in training camp and into the season. Now, the confidence deal. We've talked about this on the show, like how important confidence might be and I think will be for Sam Darnold. He doesn't have any confidence coming from New York. Yeah, he feels better, more comfortable here in, in Charlotte with the guys he has around him. He seems to be vibing and messing with the team. But confidence-wise, like if Matt Rule's out there putting a ton on him during OTA's minicamp where you feel like you should be feel the most confident in the offseason program and he's not allowing his quarterback to be confident – Could that come back to bite the Panthers in in the butt later on when they get to training camp? And if Sam Donald is getting there and he's not comfortable and he's struggling at the beginning and he gets into that first preseason game and he's still having issues and maybe has issues when they do team up against the Colts and if they do end up getting that workout in with the Ravens, that's something to look at. Matt Rule, he's got his plan. He's going to go out there and execute it and it's what he thinks is best for his quarterback. And if Sam Donald can't handle it, in mandatory minicamp and in OTAs, then obviously he's not going to be able to handle it in the season, which wouldn't be a shock to me considering he's been terrible his first three years in the NFL. But hopefully for y'all's sake, for the Panthers' sake, my sake, all of our sake, Sam Brown will be just fine. So I wouldn't make too much out of it, but it is a little hmm, concerning that things didn't necessarily go All that smoothly, even if the Panthers intentionally did try to throw a ton on Darnold and the backup quarterbacks, PJ Walker and Will Greer. All right, gonna take another quick pause. Then, God, man, vaccinations. We're back at it. NFL put out some protocols for guys who get vaccinated, guys who don't get vaccinated, and then there's one column that. I know I wouldn't want to be a part of it if I played in the NFL, which I had to go through last year. All right, y'all. I've been telling y'all about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. And did you know Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavors. And there's something for everyone. People absolutely love Built Bar. As anyone I talk to that's had them is super passionate about them. They love the flavors like coconut, coconut almond. Also, they love cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's something for everyone, and they are awesome and super delicious. They're soft and easy to chew, and cover it in 100% chocolate. And they're also super healthy, which is one of the great things about Built Bars. Most flavors only have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Which is why I'm telling you right now to get over to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15, and you get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. At builtbar.com. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB and NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, hold on to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game. As teams prep for their runs to the playoffs, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Okay, so we're still talking about. What players are not getting vaccinated? What players have been vaccinated? And I know there's people out there like, oh, well, you know, why do the media keep asking them about whether they've been vaccinated or not? Maybe stop doing that. Shut up. Shut up. It's an important deal considering the fact that there are ramifications, as we've already seen. And I went over it last week. John Rum, the amount of money he lost out on. Chris Paul who apparently actually has been vaccinated, according to Jalen Rose. But I don't know if that's true or not, but Chris Paul apparently is having issues in the Western Conference Final because of COVID. Do you want to be in that situation here in Carolina? Sam Darnold said he hadn't been vaccinated last week. Got compl- got flayed by the entire NFL media and a bunch of people out there who don't understand why someone wouldn't get vaccinated. You saw the memes. He was getting crushed. Everyone went to the meme creator where it was ESPN talking about he had mono and just, like, the whole vaccine thing and just completely clowned the dude for, quite frankly, being stupid. And apparently Sam Donald's continuing to be dumb by saying, still, personal choice. He's not going to reveal whether he's been, do- been vaccinated or not, which is just weird to me. Justin Herbert, who majored in biology at Oregon, and people are going to say, what is his major count? Well, it insinuates that he understands science and that he's not ignorant as hell. He got vaccinated. Plenty of guys are getting vaccinated. Joey Sly, the kicker, who might not even make the roster as they brought in Zane Gonzalez. Joey Sly said, I talked to doctors, and it made plenty of sense. So, yeah, it was a no-brainer for me. But for whatever reason, for Sam Darnold, and apparently Christian McCaffrey doesn't want to answer the question either, and there's plenty of guys out there who refuse to answer it, and they said it's private for them, they're going to keep in their close inner circle, which that's what Sam Darnold said, which right now, your close inner circle is 89 other players on the roster currently, the coaching staff, And honestly, their families and the families of the other guys, like those are the people that you're affecting by refusing, which what you're doing to not get vaccinated. But of course, you know, he could have, but he refused to tell us, which I would think that maybe he would just say, yeah, I got vaccinated. You guys shame me. Thanks for doing that. But Matt Rule, he's not going to force guys to go out there and do it. He said, it's clearly going to be a competitive advantage to have teams that are more vaccinated than less vaccinated. I don't tell anybody, hey, do it. But I told our team that this is better for our team if we're vaccinated. He's not going to take the Bruce Arians approach, which Bruce Arians, a Super Bowl-winning coach, <laughs> told his team, if you want things to be back to normal, get vaccinated. And I don't know what Tampa's numbers are. Panthers apparently don't have their numbers where they want them to be, and that's not necessarily a unique situation for Carolina as we're seeing this across the NFL. I don't quite get it. I've already been over how I feel about it, but the NFL today, or on, um, I mean, recording on a Wednesday, but like they came out on Wednesday. They talked about, the new protocols and this was reported first by i think tom pellicero of the nfl network and he had two columns protocols you know for individuals who have been vaccinated those who have not been vaccinated that are going to go through training camp and the preseason and there's a stark difference for those who have been vaccinated and those who have not no daily testing meaning you don't get swabbed if you have the vaccine if you haven't it's every freaking day Masks are not required at club facility or during team travel if you've been vaccinated. If you haven't, you got to wear a mask everywhere. Remember how many people complain about doing the simple thing of wearing a mask? Well, you got to keep wearing a mask, apparently, if you don't want to get vaccinated. Um, No physical distancing required in club facility with other vaccinated individuals who've been vaccinated. Whereas if you haven't, you got to physically distance. Uh, No quarantine. Required after high risk exposure to COVID if you've been vaccinated. While you must quarantine after high risk exposure if you haven't been vaccinated. No travel restrictions if you've been vaccinated. Where well, there are travel restrictions if you haven't been vaccinated. No capacity limits in weight room when fully vaccinated. While there's a 15-player limit if you have not been vaccinated. You can't even eat in the cafeteria if you haven't been vaccinated. You don't have you have no social media as marketing sponsorship activities permitted. Um, You may not even use a team sauna or steam room. You haven't been vaccinated. And here's one. You may not leave team hotel to eat in restaurants. You may not interact with anyone outside a team traveling party during team travel. So your life becomes a lot harder if you don't get vaccinated. I don't understand. After everything they went through last year, the constant testing, not being able to go out and travel and see things when they're on the road. And being stuck in a room in quarantine, why would you want to go through that again? Over fine, your personal choice. Go ahead, do it. But again, like what happened with John Rom, what's potentially happened to Chris Paul, and I don't know, maybe I don't know whether he got vaccinated now. That's what Jalen Rose said. It might not be true. So there's sure, there's people out there saying, well, see, he got vaccinated still like either way, the risk is far lower. There's only one player in the NBA over the last week out of... It was 164. This is coming from Shams Charania of The Athletic of 164 that tested. Only one tested positive. Like, the NFL is running into a situation where they're going to have players throughout the season that are going to test positive. And it's going to be a situation you had in MLB and where guys are going to miss time. And there can be contact tracing where if you're not vaccinated, like with Sam Darnold, if, if that's still the case... He might miss time, and I can knock out a complete quarterback room, which I talked about last week, what happened last week with Denver, and who knows? He was asked about it, if he thought, you know, if, you know, just considered the fact that, hey, you know, you guys might be late in the season, have important games, maybe playoffs on the line, and, you know, did you think about maybe doing that? And he said it's it's part of his consideration. Like, you can't sit here and have this bunker mentality and talk about, like, how it's all about the team, and I'm only focused on the team and all that, and I want to do what I can, help the team win, and be a team guy, and then not get vaccinated. Because all of that is is selfish. There's nothing more selfish than that. Like, if like if I was a GM and a guy got it, I would honestly want to cut him. Because if you're going to cost us on the field, because of your own selfishness, I don't want you on my football team. Seriously. Like, that's how I would feel. I mean, that's how I feel, too. Ter- Tech pretty like right now, but if I was like running the Panthers, I and I'm saying to cut Sam Darnold, even though I don't think he's any good anyway, and I would have never traded for him. But that's what's making it even more frustrating. Like this is a season that is do or die for him in his career at this point. It's either he plays well this year and can start as with the Panthers in 2022 and potentially beyond, or he's terrible and then he's now going to be a journeyman quarterback. Why would he want to risk that by not getting vaccinated? And Christian McCaffrey, who him and Sam Darnold are hanging out together all the time. And apparently Christian, if he's not vaccinated, like he has his benefit concert coming up. Well, you can't do that if you're not vaccinated. So he's going to get fined for having that if the pro, if what the NFL put out today goes into effect. And this is what the NFL PA agreed to. They also agreed to not force him, but the NFL is basically doing everything they can to tell these guys... You need to get vaccinated. Your life is going to be hell if you don't. And you might screw your team by not getting vaccinated. So go ahead. you People, defend them all you want. But I don't want to hear a single one of you complain when one of the guys in the Panthers gets sick. And hopefully, of course, he'll be fine. Get sick. And then that ends up negatively impacting the team. Because you're like, well, personal choice. Well, personal choice. But then, you know, you're all the same people who get up in arms and your team loses a football game. But, hey. Personal choice, right? It's just ridiculous. Just get vaccinated. I have no tolerance for any of this, especially for a player who is not even good and has not been good the last couple years. Like, that's the dude that we're having to spend the conversation talking about whether he's going to get vaccinated or not? The guy who couldn't make it in New York? Give me a break, man. I'm out of here. All right, that wraps up another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On podcast network. Again, if you're mad about what I just said there, I do not care. Grow up, get over it, get vaccinated. It's the best for everyone around you. Uh, make sure to rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Uh, also, make sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, as I am doing every Friday, our weekly Friday mailbag, where you can ask me questions about the Carolina Panthers and whatever you want to ask me about. So I will certainly do that. So please make sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Counsel, DM me those questions or just at me. Whatever you got to do, get those questions into me. Again, thank you all for the support, whether you don't like me or you do like me. If you're listening, all, all I care about is that you're listening and that you're enjoying the show, even if you're hate listening. I'll take hate listens, seriously. So thanks, guys, so much. Talk to you Friday.